A key component of the modern world economy, the chemical industry delivers products and innovations to enhance everyday life. It is also an industry in transformation, where chemical executives and workers are delivering growth and industry-changing advancements while responding to pressures from investors, regulators, and public opinion. Discover how leading companies are approaching these challenges here on The Chemical Show. Join Victoria Meyer, president of Progressio Global and host of The Chemical Show, as she speaks with executives across the industry and learns how they are leading their companies to grow, transform, and push industry boundaries on all frontiers. Here's your host, Victoria Meyer. Hi, this is Victoria Meyer. Welcome to The Chemical Show. This week, I'm talking with Amelia Nasser, who is Chief Procurement Officer at Pactive Evergreen. Amelia's got a great set of experiences and around the chemical industry, primarily as a customer. And she's led global and regional organizations for a wide variety of companies, including Unilever, Pfizer, Intel, Church and & Dwight, and most recently, Shiseido before she joined Pactive Evergreen. We're going to be having a great conversation about her perspectives on business and what's happening these days. So, Amelia, welcome to The Chemical Show. Thanks for having me. I am glad to have you here. So first of all, tell us a little bit about Pactive Evergreen. Sure. So Pactive Evergreen is one of North America's largest suppliers of fresh food and beverage packaging. We provide innovative food and beverage packaging solutions that are designed to exceed the needs of our customers and also their consumers. Some of the customers that we have are food and beverage manufacturers, packers, processors, supermarkets, restaurants, food service outlets, companies like that. We were formed in September of 2020 following the merger of two packaging companies, Pactive and Evergreen. Pactive, again, as I said before, was in food packaging, but Evergreen was a global leader in paper packaging solutions. So it really was a great fit. Some interesting highlights about our company are we have 15,000 team members across the globe. We have over 50 manufacturing plants, which is a lot. It's a lot to figure out and manage. Yeah. Close to a thousand production lines, more than 14,000 products and 14 different primary materials. And in the U.S., our consumers use our products 5 billion times each week, which is pretty cool. Wow. That's a lot. So, you know, what's interesting about that is when I was starting up polyethylene for Shell and people were trying to figure out what was it because they didn't really know, I would often kind of relay it to the things that you touch and feel every day. And I guess you guys can do the same thing. I know. 5 billion times, though. It's kind of hard to get your head around, but it's a lot. It's a lot. So awesome. Cool. So how has Pactive Evergreen navigated the challenges in 2020 and 2021, right? So there's been a lot going on, the pandemic, supply disruptions, all kinds of things. How are you guys approaching that? I don't know that we're too dissimilar from other manufacturing companies. There hasn't been a shortage of challenges for us during 2020 and 2021, especially when you think about the supply chain. Most recently, we faced inflationary pressures on raw material cost. There were hurricanes, deep freezes in places you think there's going to be a deep freeze. But the good thing is that it all drove us to focus on ensuring the continuity of supply for our customers. We've had labor challenges internally as well as across our supply chain with our suppliers. But it's been critical for us to focus on ensuring we continue to meet the requirements of our customers. It's really difficult to think about which one was the most impactful and had the biggest influence on our business especially when you think about the interdependencies of all the challenges. 
But at the onset of the pandemic in early 2020, we saw a clear shift in the demand for our products. Specifically, as you expect with pandemic-related restrictions, the demand for our on-the-go food service products dipped. But at the same time, we had great growth in demand for our our at-home consumption products. So it was just a flip. But we prioritized our operational and manufacturing flexibility across our network. So it allowed us to more efficiently navigate the challenging demands that we were seeing in the marketplace. Cool. So it's interesting you talk about that, the flip in demand, right? Because that's definitely impacted everyone across the value chain. And when you talk about products that get touched 5 billion times, was it a week? (laughs) It's a week. (laughs) What is this? What would I personally see and use and know to be something that might've come from Pactive Evergreen? So you might go out to a fast food restaurant and you might see our products when you get your order. You might go to the grocery store and buy a rotisserie chicken and see our products. You might order food from a restaurant. DoorDash might bring you your food and our products. So the breadth is very large and we're in a lot of different markets. You might even see our product when you buy a dozen eggs. Yeah, it's pretty broad. So I think that's why you can touch 5 billion within a week. Yeah, no kidding. So I think one of the interesting things is the timing of your company's formation, right? So you IPO'd in 2020 in the midst of a pandemic, which conventional wisdom might say is not the easiest time to IPO. So how has that influenced your business? Yeah. So I don't know that there is an easy time to IPO, but I would imagine not. (laughs) Oh no. With our IPO last year, We were incredibly proud to welcome shareholders to the group of our business stakeholders. While our day-to-day operations haven't been significantly impacted by our IPO, I can say that the IPO did represent an important milestone in our journey to delivering value for our customers and our shareholders. Yeah, interesting. And I guess it obviously will drive your quest for continued growth and profitability and making all your shareholders happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. So you guys are a large plastics consumer, really a customer of a lot of the people that might listen to this podcast. And one of the things that I've been talking with folks about is the customer experience and how that differentiates suppliers, right? In terms of what they offer. So from your perspective as a consumer of a lot of plastics and other things, what's really important to you in your supplier relationships? So for me, first and foremost, it would be continuity of supply, of course. Without our materials, our factories can't run, our consumers and our customers can't get our products. So it's paramount to have continuity of supply. Many of our suppliers are commodities. They make commodities. And so working with them, it's important to try to help them understand how to treat a commodity more strategically. It might sound a little ironic, but for us, those materials are key ingredients to our products. And so it's really important for our suppliers to treat those commodities that they sell us in a more strategic way, because it may be a commodity to the market, but to us, it's not. So that's very important. And then second, I would say is understanding the needs of our business, which does include sustainability and innovation. Interesting. So maybe let's talk a little bit about sustainability, because this is obviously a big topic in the industry, particularly in plastics, right? So there's a lot of work, a lot of discussion, a lot of focus on sustainability, plastic waste, circularity. What is Pactive Evergreen doing in that space to support those 
important initiatives and it's a beyond an initiative really, but what are you doing to support that for yourself and for your customers? So first I would say that Pact of Evergreen is committed to offering sustainable packaging solutions. We need our suppliers to understand this and help us deliver against it. So we expect our suppliers to bring us their ideas first, but considering both of our needs and the needs of our customers. So they have to recognize that any idea they bring to us, it has to work. And in order for them to bring an idea that's going to work, they really need to understand our products and our manufacturing process. It's great that you guys are really looking at your value chain and your supply chain. And obviously you need to work in tandem with your suppliers as they bring in sustainable solutions and innovations to help in that sustainability and circularity. It obviously ends up going to the end consumer, right? And also your relationship, I would suppose, with your customers and your customers' customers, right? Because part of this conundrum that we're in is if consumers like myself don't figure out how to effectively recycle, really value and be willing to pay for sustainable, innovative products, the whole system doesn't work. So do you see that as one of the dilemmas, I guess, in your business and with your customers? And how do you guys work in that space? I think that one of the things that we're trying to focus on is actively participating in industry initiatives to recycle and compost our products, which supports the circular economy. But I think also it's making sure that our consumers have opportunities to recycle and compost our products. So it's something that we're active in, but I don't know that I would say that we have all the answers or solutions to that. Yeah, I don't think anyone does. And I think that whole composting space, especially, I mean, I think it's hard for people to figure out how to recycle and what they can recycle. But then when I've been in places where it's like, well, the compostable products go here. I'm like, I don't really know what to do other than maybe throw cardboard in there or paper that I recognize can potentially be compostable. I don't know. There's a lot of education to do. Yeah. When you think about your own home and your town, it's all pretty specific. So what you can recycle, what you can put in the trash is up to your town at this point on what they'll take. And then are there people who can actually recycle what you're using? So it is a conundrum. And I think it's going to take a lot of work to figure it out and sort through it. Yeah. Interesting. So as part of your sustainability, have you guys set out any specific sustainability goals? That seems to be the thing that everybody's doing. What goals do you guys have? Yeah. So we know where we and our customers want to go and we're committed to that journey. So we announced our goal that by 2030, hundred percent of our products will be made with recyclable or renewable materials. And to support that, we acquired Fabrical recently, who's a leading manufacturer of food service and consumer brand packaging solutions. And almost half of Fabrical sales are generated from fully compostable packaging products or fully recyclable packaging products. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. So one of the other big areas that I've been talking with folks a lot about is digitization. And I think certainly from a personal perspective, we recognize that we're living in a digital world and devices and access to everything. How does that translate to your business, both from how Pactive Evergreen is approaching digitization, what's important to you with suppliers and with customers, et cetera? Yeah, I would say that in terms of digitization, it's very important to us, especially in the light of industry-wide labor challenges our digital priorities become paramount for us. So we've made, and we're going to continue to make strategic investments in digital transformation products again across our business. Yeah. Interesting. 
Okay. So I'm going to turn the tide here a little bit and focus in a bit on you. You know, you've got a broad range of experience, right? So everything from technology to consumer products of a wide variety, personal care, and now you're here at Pactive Evergreen, obviously really critical kind of intermediate player that a lot of people don't, I would guess people don't recognize the products that Pactive Evergreen produces. And yet, obviously we've already talked about this. We're using them every day. So when you look at this, like what's the theme for your experience? What do you take from each place across the industries that you've been in and where you're at today? I guess I have two general themes. I feel like that's what's come out of moving around so much. And it's trying to always stay in manufacturing, but find a new industry. So the first one I'm able to keep pretty consistent. And the second does change with each new opportunity that I have. So I'm able to find ways to find those opportunities in industries that I haven't worked in before so that I can keep learning and growing. I've been able to learn a lot about myself. I would say more about what I'm not good at, which is a harder thing to learn about yourself and being willing to take feedback and understand those things that maybe you're not as strong at, but it's fun to learn about yourself and where you can improve. And I think that in each role, one of the things that I've learned and one thing that's been very consistent is the ability to listen. And I've been working on it and I think I'm going to be working on it every day because I haven't mastered it, but it's apparent in every role that I've been in that it's critical. Yeah. Cool. So what advice do you give your kids? Your children are all approaching adulthood and launching their careers, et cetera. So how do you take the experiences that you've had and apply it and pay it forward either to your kids or to others in the industry that you work with? Yeah. So something that's really funny is that when my kids were growing up, none of them ever wanted to do what I did. I don't even know if they knew exactly what I did. Right. But they were like, I don't want to do what you do. And you're like, okay, great. Make your own path. Choose your own path. That's totally cool. But our oldest is a chemical engineer and actually manufacturing (laughs) in a factory right now and loving it. So that's actually been really rewarding for me is to see her go into an industry that I'm familiar with. So I can't offer her advice, but for most of them, It's been pretty general, which is go and try and find what you're passionate about and what you like to do. You're not going to like every job. You're not going to like every boss. You will learn a lot from the jobs you don't like and from the bosses you don't like. And you got to take those learnings and apply them as you go forward and think about as an employee and as a boss, what didn't you like? And then try not to be that person and try not to do those things. But they're all in different industries. They all have different likes and dislikes. And so it's going to be really interesting to see where they go as they get older. Yeah. I think that's great advice, right? So take what you didn't like and learn from it and adjust and don't be that person. Yeah, don't be that person. Which is what we can all hope for, maybe. Exactly. Yeah, so awesome. So what's next for you and for Pactive Evergreen? So, you know, I think it's a really exciting time to be at Pactive Evergreen. We have really great products. The market's growing. We have a strong opportunity to demonstrate our leadership and packaging because we have the right people and the right resources. We have the capability to demonstrate a leading role in sustainability as well. We're continuing to focus on innovation. We introduced 4,000 new products within the last five years. 500 of those show our commitment to sustainable life cycle principles, which I think is really important. We've done everything we can and worked really hard to weather the storm of all the challenges we've had over the past 20 months. We've got some amazing customers and suppliers, but I think most importantly for me, we have an incredibly talented team that is positioning our company for future growth. It's the beginning of an incredible journey for Pactive Evergreen, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be part of the team. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So thanks so much, Amelia. I've really enjoyed having you on the chemical show. And I know that people will enjoy hearing from you and hearing more about you and Pact of Evergreen. So thank you. Thanks. It was great to be on, Victoria. We've come to the end of today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and want to learn more. Simply visit thechemicalshow.com for additional information and helpful resources. Join us again next time here on The Chemical Show with Victoria Meyer.